KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. This is the Thunder First Take Postgame Show, live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Colt Court Hotel right here on Sheridan. Caddy Corner to the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Madison Morris and Chisholm Holland, along with Matt Burton, have got you for about the next hour talking about an exciting, strange... Yes. Exciting, strange, anticlimactic... Thunder uh, loss. Thunder loss. The Oklahoma City Thunderfall 121-130 to to the Toronto Raptors on the backs of uh, a handful of Raptors, which is the way they always do it. Pascal Siakam, OG, and Anobi were the two that really stood out to me tonight in this uh, Thunder loss. Oklahoma City trailed by as many as 30 at one point in this game. They clawed all the way back into within eight in the third quarter. Then they let the lead extend back out to 19 in the fourth. And then to yo-yo it back all the way the other direction. In the closing moments, they got within three yet again. Toronto finished in style, obviously winning by nine. When you look at the box score a few weeks from now, a few months from now, reflecting on this Thunder season, you're not going to remember how weird mm-hmm. of a basketball game this was tonight, Madison. Yeah, no, it really was kind of weird because the the entire first half of this game just looked absolutely abysmal because the Thunder came out firing. They went 4-0 to start the game, and then all of a sudden, Toronto was getting every single shot they were putting up, every single thing that they were able to post up, they were able to get. And I don't know about... Like, past Thunder teams, I can't really speak for that, but this Thunder team especially, if a, if a team's going to come out firing like that and be hot right off the start, they haven't exactly showed that they have an answer except for a couple of times, like obviously those 24-point comebacks that they were able to do earlier on. Yeah, this one, it didn't look like it was going to happen until it did, Chisholm. It did look like it was going to happen, and then, uh, yeah, no. So that's why I kind of said I felt like it was a little anticlimactic because... Toronto, they just looked really, really good tonight. Uh, they shot 61% on the night. They were 50, yeah, like 56% from the three-point line. They were just getting everything. It was 15 out of 27. They were really able to shoot well. And uh, the Thunder team, they weren't able to crack down on defense and put a stop to it. So when that's going to happen, Toronto's going to go ahead and just push forward and take the win. Yeah, Matt Burton back in studio joining us. Matt, at one point in the third quarter, Oklahoma City pulled this game all the way within three. And then off of a banked in three from uh, Marcus Gasol, as well as a prayer that was thrown up by Norman Powell, that was a rainbow three-pointer going off right before the shot clock did. And that one goes in. The lead extended back out to double digits. And like as I mentioned, got all the way out to 19. Range of emotions. But then Oklahoma City with about three minutes left, Matt, crawls all the way back within three. It's a three-point ball game with three minutes left. Be honest. Did you think Oklahoma City was going to win after the second comeback? Yes, the second comeback, I thought that they were going to win. This was definitely a roller coaster uh, of a game. The, the prayer that you mentioned uh, from Norman Powell throwing up—that's when back, well, right after the Gasol bank in, and then that shot. I was like, okay, well, you know, that's that's just how the night's gone. You know, finally get some momentum, and then that happens. You're like, okay, yeah, well, of course, and then come back. You come back again. In the fourth quarter, everyone's playing great in the fourth quarter, and then it just extends back. I, I, this was a total roller coaster game, roller coaster of emotions. Um, I did think that, that the Thunder were going to pull it out tonight. Uh, Gallinari played great. 
Uh, Dennis Schroeder finally played great after a couple games stretched without, uh, where he wasn't playing like normal Dennis. Um, so, yeah, I did think they were, that the Thunder were going to win. Steven Adams left this game early, Madison, uh, with a right knee contusion, if he I did. have that correct. You do. Uh, about seven minutes in, that meant that the Thunder, without Nerlens Noel, without Steven Adams, were really relying heavily on... Mike Muscala! Who was... He Fine. played. He played well. I mean, he had 17 points tonight. That is his season high, of course, just because uh, he has no had way. Ton- yeah, I know. No sorry. way. He hasn't had a ton of playing time this year. Obviously, behind Stephen Adams, behind guys like Nerlens Noel. Uh, but as of late, with Nerlens having that ankle injury that he's currently healing from, Muscala has had a lot of time out there. And tonight, I feel easily was the best performance he's had all season he was six of 11 from the floor three of seven from the three-point line uh yeah 17 points he had four rebounds three assists he had a block too and it was great in nice musky fashion um i thought he played so well tonight too bad it couldn't be enough and uh there was this one three that he took kind of close to the end of the game that probably could have changed the course of this entire game but uh you know, it just wasn't Muskie's night. It wasn't the Thunder's night. And Toronto's going to take it. But, yeah, good for Mike Muscala. And then, obviously, Justin Patton. He's fresh off of his 45-point game last night with the Oklahoma City Blue. And he comes in, doesn't exactly have that kind of game because he only finished with four points. But he was 2 of 5 from the floor, uh, 0 of 2 from the three-point line. But the Thunder, they needed him. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. They had to throw him out there. And so, I mean, it's just a good thing they had someone. Yes, it's a good thing they did have Justin Patton back <laughs> on the roster today. Uh, as you mentioned, no other center, and they're not exactly even playing Darius Baisley no. down at the five to close out this one. Here's some box score stats for you. Just Let's go with the team stats first. Assists. Toronto, 32. Oklahoma City. 32. 32. Steals. Toronto, 13. Oklahoma City. 14. 14. Let's go turnovers. Toronto, 19. Oklahoma City. I can't find it. 20. 18. 20. Oh, wait, 20. That's what I meant, yeah. Fast break points. Toronto, 12. Oklahoma City, 12. They, they were the same team tonight. They were the exact same team in large out Now, points in the paint really favored Toronto. Oh, for sure. Oklahoma City shot a lot more threes than Toronto did. Uh, Oklahoma City shot 42 threes tonight. Toronto shot 27. Oh, the gross. Biggest, <laughs> the biggest difference in this game... Toronto, 61% from the field. Oklahoma City, 51. Three-point percentage. Toronto, 55% from the field. Oklahoma City, 38. Ew. Oklahoma City had a normal game. 50-40 is, pretty normal, is a, I would say. a very normal NBA game to go yeah. 50-40 from the field. 61-56. Not normal. No. Not normal not at normal. all. No. Toronto shot the lights out of the gym. Oh, they definitely did. So, Matt, my question to you is... Knowing everything I just told you about the steals and the assists and the turnovers all basically being a wash, was Toronto shooting just one of those nights, or was the Thunder defense regressing a little bit here? Uh, I think it was just one of those nights. Just like the Lakers game um, the other day without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, they just couldn't miss. Uh, It's similar to tonight. When Norman Powell goes 9 of 11 from the field, 3 of 4 from the three-point line, uh, it just wasn't your night. And another stat. You're not a big Norman Powell fan. No, I'm just. I'm just saying. If he goes nine <laughs> for eleven, three of four, and twenty three points, uh, it's not going to be your night most of the night if he's doing that. Um, th- another stat that I wanted to bring up: Thunder were nineteen of twenty from the free throw line. They were. Actually, you know, I mentioned that while know, Madison and I were watching the game. 
Do you know who missed the free throw? Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala. Way to go. No, Way to go, Madison. That. Come on. He, Could have been 100%. Could have been 100%, but Mike Muscala. Do not take this away from him. I miss free throws. Everyone misses free throws. He did have a good night, but I miss free throws. Everyone misses free throws, (laughs) was your defense. Yeah. If I got out there and tried to shoot free throws, I would not make them either. So here's my question, Madison. Coming into the game, if you were going to say, Chisholm, tell me kind of what you're expecting as a game plan. Toronto, a long, lengthy team. A whole bunch of guys who can play defense, play offense. Very versatile, very mobile. Okay, so that means Oklahoma probably needs to play those guys too. Right. Hamada Diallo is someone I thought would play a big role tonight against Toronto because he can kind of match up with almost anybody they're going to throw on the perimeter and hold his own as well as he can on the offensive end. Yeah. He seemed like an easy plug-and-play for me. Not the case. Hamada Diallo only got six minutes tonight against the Toronto Raptors. What am I missing something, or was it just a matchup thing? I really do think it was just a matchup thing. Hami, he didn't. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't out there for very long, but he didn't look. It, it wasn't matching up exactly how I think Billy Donovan had probably drawn it up, and so he just got yanked. I, I think this was a game that you had to play smart basketball, and you had to really put guys out there who were going to show success from the get go. And so, especially with Toronto being so, up that's three, why Mike Muscala was in. Yeah, because he was doing well. I mean, he was making plays, he was making shots, he airballed three times, but I mean, he was <laughs> counting. And so, I don't know. With Hami, I think Billy kind of saw, hey, this isn't really working out out there. We're gonna go ahead and yank him. And then they did utilize uh, guys like Terrence Ferguson a lot. I thought they did a really good job using Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley, he had a great game. He had a little stretch there in the second half where he made three straight shots and he just looked so confident and so athletic. And Billy is Nice little pump fake on the three-point line. Dribble it. Mid-range jumper. My high school coach would have loved that. Oh my gosh. And just like, it was like a little spin around move and then poop. Right there at the basket. I poop love right off the basket. stuff like that. And so, a little poop off the basket. <laughs> Can't get right. enough of it. And so, I don't know. I think like guys like Darius Baisley, they showed progression out there immediately, and that's exactly what this game needed. And so that's probably why Hami just – he wasn't a good matchup for what Toronto was throwing out there and what Nick Nurse had planned out. So I think that's why he spent most of his night on the bench. Sure. All right, let's rattle down this box score, and then we'll take our first time out here on the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. We're live from Flint underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Come see us. Great place to grab a meal before or after the game. Bartenders will take care of you. They make great cocktails. Just ask Madison. All right, Danilo Gallinari, 31 minutes tonight, 7 to 16 from the floor, 4 of 11 from the three-point line, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. It's just the game. It's just Danilo's game. It is. It's almost like you can copy and paste his box score, Madison, on every single outing for this Thunder team. Yeah, he pretty much plays. I, I, I mean, he plays kind of the same game every game because he plays so well. He's just such a good player. He's a dominant player. And, uh, yeah, he had 23 tonight. Uh, what, the other night against the Timberwolves, he had like 30. He plays pretty much the same game. 30 on 12 game. shots, which is impressive. That is very impressive. So, yeah, Danilo, he is a reliable player for this team. He always comes out and he gives his best performances. He's a good shooter from deep. I mean, he was 4 of 11 from 3, which doesn't sound good when you look at it, but at least he's taking those shots because, you know, someone has to take them. Sure, 4 of 11, though, is not anything to shake your your fist at. That's a pretty decent night for a three-point shooter. Steven Adams only played seven minutes, as we mentioned earlier, left the game with a right knee contusion. He was one to walk from the field with two points. So let's talk about the actual center who played most of this one. Mike Muscala, 31 minutes, 6 of 11 from the field. Matt Burton, he was 3 of 7 from the three-point line with four rebounds, three assists, and 17 big points. What did you see from Mike Muscala tonight without his headband? Uh, Mike Muscala without the headband, I'm a fan of. Mike Muscala with the headband, not so much because he doesn't play like he did tonight. I thought he did well uh, in 
I mean, a game where he absolutely had to play with Steven Adams being out. Uh, I thought he gave you more than what Mike Muscala should have given you, to be honest. I mean, he and he missed a free throw, the only missed free throw, uh, keeping the Thunder yes, from going 100%. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I just want to reiterate that. Um, but no, I, th I thought he did well. Uh, he had a couple of momentum-killing uh, missed threes. I will say that. The one, <laughs> they were down killers. four at one point. They ran a pick and pop for Mike Muscala. He was all by himself, all alone, top of the key. Top of the key. Hits and he the threw up a three that didn't even he graze around. Hits the backboard right when <laughs> it was kind of like at that peak, like the, the Chesapeake Energy Arena was about to go crazy if he hits that. Yep. And then he hits the backboard, and you're like, okay, well. Huh. That, that, I think Mike Muscala right. knew they were going to go crazy, and he was trying to avoid a riot because he's a very nice guy. <laughs> That's what fair. A guy. Very nice guy. Appreciate that. All right, Madison. Chris Paul, 34 minutes, 5-9 and nine from the field, 1-3 from the three-point line, 11 assists tonight, which is a little bit bigger of a number than we normally see from Chris that Paul is. in that department. 16 points. Chris Paul, the captain, the leader of this team, what did you see from him? Chris Paul had a quiet 16 points tonight, Ben, because I never really – I don't think he ever was the type of guy that um, – really ignited the peak and I hate to say that just because he is such a playmaker he is such a role in this team that people look up to uh the players definitely are they feed off of him so well and he is you know he's a fight he's a vital asset when he's out there but I thought he was kind of quiet tonight I mean the box score doesn't show that but he is doing his job he's scoring and he's dishing the ball out uh he has great court vision and he's hitting his shots so I don't think you can ask for anything better for a guy like Chris Paul Sure. All right, Matt Burton, the big guy of the night for me, the guy who stood out the most is Shea Gillis-Alexander. He played 38 minutes, led the team in minutes, 6 of 10 from the field, 21 points. So on 10 shots, he scored 21 points. He was 2 of 2 from the three-point line. He got to the free-throw line seven times and hit all of those. Six rebounds, six assists, a little short of his 20-20-20 that he was hoping to have tonight. But he still led all Thunder players in rebounds. He still didn't lead all Thunder <laughs> players in rebounds and lead them all to assists outside of Chris Paul, but he was their third leading scorer tonight with 21. So what did you see from Shea, Matt? Um, Shea, it's so fun to see him kind of grow in his second year um, like to where he's even getting some all-star buzz, which I don't I don't think he'll be an all-star. Buzz is enough. Buzz he is enough. To be, he needs to be buzzing. He doesn't need to make the game, but he needs to be buzzing. Exactly. He's at least getting the buzz, giving the fans something – uh, to look forward to in the future. And really, it's it's nice to see him play with more confidence. I don't think he was ever lacking confidence, but I think that game against the Timberwolves has was kind of a nice like peak. Like, okay, like this is yeah. what I'm capable of, and I, I can do this not on a night-in, night-out basis, but I can do something like that uh, pretty consistently. So it's, it's nice to see him uh, grow kind of right in front of our eyes. Yeah. All right, Madison Terrence Ferguson, 21 minutes, 1 of 4 from the field, 0 of 3 from the three-point line, two points. He was a guy who felt like took a big step forward against Minnesota. We yeah. saw him being aggressive, trying to get to the rim. All that kind of regress for night for Terrence Ferguson. Now, you maybe you could speak to his defense that he's playing on the other end, but this just looked like kind of what we've been seeing mm -hmm. up until – uh, the previous Minnesota went a whole lot of, oh, yeah, Terrence is out there. Yeah. So that one shot that he took tonight, I <laughs> I remember watching him take that and think, oh, man, he's going to have such a good night because he looked so athletic. He looked really aggressive. He had three steals tonight, so he did actually play his role on defense. Uh, however, Terrence, you know, it was just eh for me. I didn't really, like, think yeah. too much of him. I thought he did. Uh, he presented a good challenge to uh, Toronto tonight in some aspects, not in all because, obviously, they got all the shots that they wanted. So, yeah, Terrence, he was just kind of an eh player for me. I wasn't 
super impressed by him, but I wasn't super down on him either just because I could tell that he was working hard out there. And uh, he was one of those players that, yeah, if he would have hit some more of his shots, it could be a different game, obviously, being down by nine at the final, final buzzer. But you know what? I don't really want to hark on Terrence too much. I, I don't think it was that bad. He just didn't perform as well uh, as people probably wanted him to, and that's just that. Dennis Schroeder, maybe the leading candidate in the uh, in the stable right now for sixth man of the year. 37 minutes tonight, Matt Burton, 10 of 17 from the floor, 5 of 10 from the three-point line, 25 points, and six big assists, which, again, we don't see a lot of assists from Dennis Schroeder, but this is a big assist night for him. He felt like he was the calling card the second half for the offense that really helped them claw- crawl back into this one twice. <laughs> it really felt like Dennis was a big part of that. Matt, what did you see from Dennis? Um, I, I, I think you can take the maybe out of uh, the six man of the year leader. I think he is, without a doubt, the leader uh, in the clubhouse right now for uh, for six man of the year. But, I mean, it, he, was, he struggled a little bit in the first half. I will say that he struggled a little bit in the first half. Second half, he finally got it going. And uh, I thought it was going to be another game in this kind of run that he's been having of, of kind of just not what we've been expecting uh, from Dennis throughout the first half of the season. Um, but no, he, he played great tonight, and he I think you're right. I think he was kind of that catalyst uh, for both of the uh, both of the comebacks. He was indeed the catalyst. All right, this is the Thunder First Take post game show. Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland. We are live from Flint, underneath the Colt Court Hotel. We're going to be doing our player of the game here in just a moment before we head to our first timeout. But Madison, you yes. got the wine going. I know I Ew. had dinner here at Flint. Let me tell you. This is an awesome place to come swing by, grab a drink, maybe get some food before or after any home Thunder game. Oh, I completely agree. I, are you wanting me to You're on a first-name basis with the bartender, so I feel like you should I be able am. to speak. Yeah. Honestly, Kevin and I are homies. Uh, he had my Moscato waiting for me when I got here because that's what I get every time. It is my favorite, and so if you're looking for something fruity, come down to Flint <laughs> and get some sparkling Moscato because I am I'm literally It's got the Madison Morris seal of approval. They actually has her sticker. This is what I get every single time bottle. I come here, so come try it. All right, now it's time for the Thunder Player of the Game. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. All right, Matt Burton, you get first vote. Who is your Thunder Player of the Game? My Player of the Game, give me Dennis Schroeder. Give me Dennis Schroeder at 25 tonight. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, six assists and kind of the, and he was, he was the leader uh, for both of those comebacks. Uh, again, didn't have a great first half, but uh, made up for it in the second half, hitting some big shots. Yeah. Madison Morse, your Thunder player of the game? Mike Muscala. Not oh, even a thought gosh. to it. I don't even have to think about this. Mike a little Muscala, biased. I mean, yeah. So Mike Muscala is my player of the game because I thought that he had a lot of pressure on him stepping into a role. And I hate saying that because, you know, you say this in front of the Thunder guys and they're like, no, like he's not stepping in for anyone. Like he's a great player. However, you know, Steven Adams goes down with that right knee contusion. Nerlens Noel still nursing his ankle. Mike Muscala had a lot on him tonight. He, he was sure the guy. And Steven Adams goes down in the first half. And so he has pretty much the entire rest of the second quarter. He has to go the entire second half. Mike Muscala had a lot on him. And he kind of did that thing that Nerlens did last year when Steven was out, where Nerlens had the best game of his career, pretty much, you know, taking over and doing what Steven Adams usually does when he's out there. I thought Mike Muscala did that tonight. I mean, yeah, he had some really ugly shots. But uh, he also had some really great ones. And then he finished with his season high of 17. He looked good. He looked athletic. I thought that he was really able to do a lot of good out there. Sure. All right, my Thunder player of the game is Shea Gildas-Alexander. 
he was really who they tried to get to close this game. The final three minutes, they were really trying to run this offense through Shea, and it worked, and then it didn't work, and then it didn't work, and then it didn't work. And you can really, if you're going to say, why didn't the Thunder go over the top? Mike Muscala's air ball of a three with about three minutes left might be one reason. The other reason (laughs) you might say is because Shea really struggled getting his own shot down the stretch of this game in the final three minutes. Yeah, You really might look at him as part of the reason. Here's why he's my player of the game, because he's going to be that guy for Oklahoma City for the next eight years. Yeah, he is. Those reps are really, really important. And he tried his best, and he tried to get into the open floor and tried to get make sure he got the, the appropriate shots needed to close out this one in style with a big comeback. Didn't get there, but he wasn't afraid of the moment. He allowed the offense to run through him, even though he's on the floor with Chris Paul. Even yeah, though he's on the floor with Danilo Gallinari, even though he's on the floor with Dennis Schroeder, he was still okay with taking over that moment. Yeah, no, he really did. And he may have just been the third highest scoring tonight, but he also shot the best. And so he, since he was 2 of 2 from the three-point line, I, if I was Billy Donovan, I definitely would have trusted him like closing out this game. For sure. All right, this is the First Take Postgame Show live from Flint underneath the Cole Court Hotel. Come by and see me and Madison. We'd love to see you. Introduce yourself and uh, hang out with the franchise anytime before or after any Thunder home game because we are right here at Flint. All right, we're going to take our first time out on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Sup? Might say sup. <laughs> Thunder First Take Post Game Show, Chisholm Hall, Madison Morris, live from Flint underneath the Cole Court Hotel right here on Sheridan Avenue. Just a caddy corner, the Chesapeake Energy Arena, a little bit north of the ice skating rink. Perfect place to come before or after any Thunder game. That's where me and Madison are. It is. So you should come by and see us. We would love to meet you. 41 games into the Thunder season now, and the 41st wow. is a loss at home. As we mentioned in the first... That's officially halfway through. Oh, we're halfway through it. Well, are you well, saying they're not going to make the playoffs? Well, no, I'm halfway through the No, regular. you said it. You're committed. Halfway through the regular season. You're committed. Halfway through. Madison reporting Thunder will not make the playoffs. <laughs> 41 games this season, the 41st being a loss to the Toronto Raptors. As we mentioned, a little bit of a strange game. We'll get into that and so much more, but first... We need to go around the association. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. Matt, I just checked the scores of the rest of the league. And let me tell you, you got your hands full tonight. A lot of games. There's a lot of games. I was about to say, this is going to be a long trip uh, around the association here. Buckle um, up. Yep. Did uh, you say rock of love? Buckle up. Oh, these are rock of love. I love like that, that show. show. Brett Michaels. I watched every season. I, that does not shock me at all. Did you watch Flavor of Love? Uh, absolutely. And I love, I New, love York. New York. Yep. What's <laughs> the other one? Tequila Tequila. Tequila Tequila. Shot of Love is what that one's called. Shot, Shot of Love. Shot of Love. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyways, sorry, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Anyways, um, the Detroit Pistons had their shot at love tonight uh, in <laughs> Boston. That was so good. As they, get, as they get a road win in Boston, the Detroit Pistons led tonight by their rookie, their first-round draft pick, Sekou Dumboya. Whoa! With 24 Whoa. points. Matt Burke like for the top rope of the pronunciation. I like the really pronunciation. Good. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, Gordon Hayward leading the way uh, with the Celtics with 25 points, 25 big ones. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets traveled to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers and came up short 117 to 106. Spencer Dinwiddie led the Nets with 26. And Tobias Harris with 34 for the 76ers. Way to go, uh, Toby. Let's go. The Thunder's next opponent on Friday, Miami Heat, hosted the San Antonio Spurs tonight where they got a win, 106-100. to DeMar DeRozan had 30, and Kendrick Nunn led the way with the Heat with 33. 
Kendrick Nunn, a uh, young, budding player who's drawing a lot of interest around the league because he came out of nowhere. He's a rookie this year, but playing really well for Miami. And high school teammates with Jabari Parker at Simeon. Wow. Look out. Did not yeah, know that. People, a lot of people don't know that. Um, <laughs> but now you do. Now you do. The Chisholm Chicago Bulls Whoa, hosted. I have uh, I've separated myself. No, you can't uh, miss about. What's it called whenever you're in a family and you remove yourself from the family? You're like twice removed or something. No, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> like whenever you're like a 16-year-old kid and you move out away from your parents. You, you're a you runaway. Ran, you ran away. No, there's a legal term. Okay. Is there? Everyone's yelling at their radio now. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm excommunicate <laughs> is when you get kicked out of your family. Here, I'm Googling it. Continue, Matt Burton. Anyways, uh, Chisholm's former Chicago Bulls Thank hosted you. the Washington Wizards and got a win, 115-106. to 106. Bradley Beal led the way uh, for the Warriors with 23, and Zach Levine continues to tear it up. 30 points tonight, 7 assists and 7 rebounds for Zach Levine. I uh, just clicked on the next score, and it was the Thunder score. You guys already know that one. Um, the Pacers traveled to Minnesota tonight to take on the Timberwolves and got a huge road win. Um, DeMontis Sabonis led the way with 29 yeah. and 13 rebounds for the Pacers. Glad the Thunder traded him. Yeah, I'm a fan. For sure. Glad Jared Culver. Jared Culver, the Texas Tech rookie, led the Timberwolves with 17. Playing uh, point guard for the Timberwolves right now. That's how desperate they are for a point guard. They're playing a small forward rookie at point guard. Hey, the Abandoned? Thunder have some point no. guards. No. Never mind. Sorry. Continue. Um, abandoned? You thought the word I forgot was abandoned? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, no. So a couple, the rest of the games are all in progress. The Nuggets are leading the Hornets right now, 72-61. to 61. The Trailblazers are on top of the Rockets at halftime, 60-47. to 47. Oh, Look out. Who's leading that game, Matt Burton? The tell Trailblazers. The, the Trailblazers. No, tell, no, the single player. Oh, is it Myers Leonard? No, he doesn't play oh, for the Blazers play for anymore. anymore. Who is it? Oh, is it Carmelo? Oh, gosh. Is yeah, Carmelo. Well, joint let's top go, scorer with C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum's 13 seems better than Carmelo's. That's why. He has 13. Um, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Just with seven minutes left in the second quarter, the Kings are on top of the Mavericks, 47-45. And just tipped off seven. Emancipation. Emancipation. Uh, oh. uh, seven and a half minutes left uh, in L.A. The Lakers are taking on the Magic. Magic are up 14, 16, 12 right now. Weird. And that has been around the association. I've emancipated Matt. myself from the Chicago Bulls. You know, I should. That was the that. longest lead up for vocabulary word of all time. I didn't. I mean, that's not what I had pegged for it. I'm positive though. People are in their cars going, "How the hell did they forget the word?" Oh, the phone line was lighting <laughs> up. So was it really? Oh, it yeah. Really? So I'm sure. No. I'm sorry I didn't get to your phone calls. I was going around the association. Sorry. Please don't answer. I don't want to hear anymore. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, now okay. I have. Now that I check my Twitter, I have four tweets that all say emancipation. Oh, I don't want to get on Twitter. Oh, here it is. Thank you, Thunder uh, my Egg. Dad, my dad texted me while that was going on and said emancipated. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Mr. Burton. Yeah, abandoned was your guest, Madison. I was Googling. All right, thank you very much, Matt Burton, for going around the association. So now that we did that, let's look ahead on the Thunder schedule and see who they have coming up. Now, obviously, they have a little bit of a homestand mm -hmm. uh, where they play at home tonight as well as Friday and then again on Saturday. Uh, so three home games in a row, then they hit the road. Uh, let's see. Well, goodness gracious. <laughs> so when they hit the road, it's going to be a little bit of a journey here for this Oklahoma City team because their, their schedule is going to get a little bit tougher down the stretch. But let's go ahead and rattle through some of these games. 
Miami on Friday night. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off if you have tickets, so make sure you get there in time for that. Portland at 8 p.m. on a Saturday. Late tip for Portland Trailblazers. You are pumped to see Myers Leonard on you, Madison. No, guys, he doesn't play for the Blazers anymore. You're pumped to see. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, you like Melo. Okay. Hey, yeah. but good news is, is that Myers Leonard will be here on Friday. He's going to be here on Friday. he does play for the Heat. That's true. So you're going to go Mike Muscala, big game on Wednesday. Myers Leonard on Friday, and then Carmelo on Saturday. I am overwhelmed with happiness. That's right a now. lot of happiness. That's a lot. So that two game stretch. Let's just say those two home games, Madison. Thunder should split, win both, lose both. Miami and um, Portland. You know, so I actually had tonight. Peg does a win for the Thunder, so this really messes everything up for me. Um, I actually do have Friday night as being a Thunder loss, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist here, uh, but you know, Miami. Uh, is playing very well right now. I think Miami has a lot of good talent. I think that they have been led so well with Jimmy Butler lately, and so I think that that's going to be a pretty interesting matchup when they do come to Oklahoma City on Friday. I don't think that the Trailblazers are going to present too much of a challenge to the Thunder. However, Oklahoma City has had a very bad habit recently of letting these teams get so hot in the first half that they have a hard time coming back. Sure. Yes, it's super exciting when they do. We saw it tonight. I mean, we saw a very valiant effort as they tried to come back and they made it really into a game there in the fourth quarter especially. However, they still couldn't get it done. It still goes down as a loss no matter how exciting some of those shots were. It doesn't count. Like, it's still a loss. And so that's why I think Miami, that's going to be kind of a tough one for them. I don't think that's going to come out as a Thunder win. Portland, if they're going to let guys like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and even Carmelo Anthony get super hot right off the bat, they might be presented with the exact same challenge that they had tonight. And they, I don't think that they can come back from it, honestly, especially if they have guys like uh, Dennis Schroeder, who did play very well in the second half tonight. He was bad in that first half. He had five turnovers. He just was playing sloppy basketball. If that carries over and they can't make those adjustments like they did tonight, then it's going to look bad. It's not going to go well. All right. The next two games after that Miami-Portland homestand this weekend is Monday night, January 20th at Houston. Shout out Russell Westbrook. Shout out. That game is actually Martin Luther King Day, if I'm not mistaken. It is. And that game tips off at 4 p.m. So yeah. everyone turn on your TVs early. Hopefully you're off of work. If you're not, I guess you're going to miss this one. I am not off of work. so that, Yeah, me either. That game <laughs> tips off at 4 p.m., as I mentioned, so uh, tune in for that one. Wednesday is at Orlando. That game tips off at 6, so an early tip there. Matt Burton, that two-game road trip, not a back-to-back, but at Houston, at Orlando. The Oklahoma City Thunder record is? One and one. Loss, loss at Houston. I'll say win at Orlando. So the Rockets get their revenge. Rockets based off the drumming that Oklahoma City laid down, and Russ gets his triple double. Ooh, ooh, against the Thunder. All right, Madison. Let's do two more games each of you, and then we'll move on. Atlanta at home. Ooh. Then on a back-to-back, they have That'll to go to time. Minnesota. So they play Atlanta at home, and then the next day. They play at Minnesota the 25th. That is a really quick turnaround for them because, yeah, both games are at 7 o'clock at night, but still, we've seen this Thunder team. They are either super successful with back-to-backs or they are super lousy. And <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I definitely see that uh, Friday game here in Chesapeake against Atlanta. I see that being a win. Um, however, Atlanta, the s- second-worst team in the league right now behind yeah. the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, that's so weird to say. But, yeah, I definitely see that being a win for the Thunder. I do think that they would be able to turn around. They have been so successful against Minnesota, and it's so great to see that because, you know, Minnesota, they're not a bad team, but I definitely think that the Thunder, they 
they outplay them. They have better talent than Minnesota does. And who knows if Carl is going to play. And, uh, I mean, that definitely worked to the Thunder's advantage last time. So I don't, I don't know exactly. Like, I can't really make, make a guess, prediction. You got to make a commitment. Uh, let's go one and uh, one on one. Okay. All right. Next two games Dallas at home on Monday, the 27th. Ooh, and then Wednesday at Sacramento. So a day between each one of those. So no back-to-back here, Matt Burton. For you in that stretch, Dallas at Sacramento is? Is, oh, man, I really want to say, I really want to say one and one. But that West Coast, that's, um, oh, give me 0 and 2. Give me 0 and 2. Ooh. Um, but, I mean, the one obvious one, I think, I think that they could. That they could beat Sacramento, no problem. Um, but I think that's just a, that's kind of a tough. I mean, you do, you do get a day in between. Um, I don't see them be beating Dallas. I I just don't. But Sacramento fighting who knows, could, Luka go, could go either way. Honestly, I just want to see uh, Chris Hopkins play again. Why I'm you, a fan. I'm noticing a type here. What? Tall white guys. <laughs> uh, no, okay. I just, uh, I'm a fan. Your Oklahoma City Thunder would go three and five in that stretch if Madison Morris and, and uh, Matt Burton are correct. That would push them to 26 and 23 on the season. So now let's check into the Western Conference standing. Number one overall, the Los Angeles Lakers, 33 and seven mm. on the year. The Utah Jazz have leapfrogged all the way from fifth to second. Haven't they won like eight? Because they've games? won ten in a row. Ten. Jeez. They're 28 and 12. They've been out freaking standing lately. Utah's your number two seed. The Denver Nuggets 27 and 12, a half game behind Utah. Currently on a one game win streak, 6 and 4 in their last 10. The Clippers 28 and 13, also a half game behind Utah for that number two seed, 6 and 4 in their last 10. The Houston Rockets 26 and 13, a game and a half behind Utah for the two seed. Is six of their last four. Noticing a trend here. <laughs> Dallas Mavericks twenty-five and fifteen on the year, five and five in their last ten, and uh, are in the sixth seed. And then your Oklahoma City Thunder at twenty-three and eighteen, seven and three in their last ten, playing well as of recently. Obviously, with Dallas on the upcoming schedule, they have the opportunity to close in an extra game on the Mavericks as well as the Rockets, both being up very soon. Memphis Grizzlies are the eighth seed in the West right now at fourteen. Or sorry. At 19 and 22, 14 and a half games behind first place. Four games behind the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, I mentioned this earlier, Oklahoma City looks like they kind of have the seven seed wrapped up if they can just play at their fighting weight. But Minnesota, 8 and 2 in their last 10 on a six game winning streak. Been a little bit surprising here, leapfrogging San Antonio and Portland in the Western Conference. All right, mm-hmm. this is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Madison Morris, Chisholm on live from the Cole Court Hotel at the Flint Restaurant. Just on Sheridan Avenue, Caddy Corner, the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Great place to come have food before or after any single Oklahoma City Thunder game, so make sure you swing by here. Cornbread and biscuits. It's an appetizer here. It's outstanding. I've you never need, had it. Oh, my gosh, you need to. It's an awesome entree. My wife always gets salmon. She says it's the best salmon she's ever had. I have. Uh, yep, yes, I would agree with that. Yep, so come down here to Flint Restaurant and enjoy a great meal and hang out with the franchise staff before or after any Thunder game. All right, so keep it locked right here on 107.7. When we get back on the other side, we're going to talk more about this Thunder loss and what's coming up around the corner for Oklahoma City next on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Thunder First Take Post Game Show, Chisholm Hall and Madison Morris, Matt Burton along with you live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Got about 10, 13 more minutes. 13 actually, not 10. More minutes here. (laughs) 
wrap up this Thunder loss, 121-130 to 130 to the Toronto Raptors. Oklahoma City falls to 23-18 and 18 on the season, five games above 500. I guess the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so depending on what your expectations were for the season, this might be a great record. But based off the way the Thunder's been playing lately, you're probably a little disappointed of the performance you saw tonight in Oklahoma City. We mentioned a little bit earlier, Madison, the first segment, kind of a yo-yo game back and forth. Thunder trailed by as many as 30, pulled back yeah. within 8, then got all the way behind by 19, and then pulled within 3, and then ended up losing by 9. The score at the end looks normal. The box score looks normal outside of Toronto being totally on fire. But this was the furthest thing from a normal game. It really was, and that is going to happen, especially when you let a team score 73 in the first half. They gave up 73 points, the Thunder did, in the first half of the game. And that's just like, I'm sorry, that's a little ridiculous. And I think it was just because it was a lot of lackadaisical defense. It was a lot of allowing uh, Toronto to get super hot from the three-point line. And there was this, uh, I actually tweeted this out. I was pretty proud of myself, too. The, The Raptors have this incredible craft of just congregating all five Thunder players on the floor inside the paint. And so they're just wide open on the perimeter, and they're just passing it around. Like, and now you you can shoot it. You can shoot it. Like, we all have the opportunity. Just whoever's feeling hot right now, take the shot. And so it was just the Raptors show the entire first half. And I keep saying it's only the first half because I thought the Thunder actually did a really good job coming back in the second half, making it into a game. They really fought back. That does say a lot about this team, yada, yada. But – it, it almost, like, cancels that out, especially if you're so bad in the first half. And they just they didn't crack down where they needed to. They allowed the Raptors to just get way too hot, way too fast, and they just didn't have an answer for it. And so, yeah, it was a little bit of a yo-yo. Uh, I said this in the first segment, but it was very anticlimactic if you're a Thunder fan just because, yeah, they pulled it within three at one point. It looked like this was going to be a new record for the greatest comeback in Thunder history being down 30 points. And that, that didn't happen. So it was just, it was a disappointment if you are a Thunder fan out there. And uh, But I wouldn't totally panic just because the Thunder, they're still playing good basketball. They still have a lot of fight in them. Uh, they still have an entire, like, second half of the season. Sure. Yeah, you know, there's just, there's a lot that can still be done. And so I wouldn't say this is a bad loss. Yeah, it looked ugly at first, but, you know, it's just a nine-point deficit at the final buzzer. So no one panic yet. No one panic indeed. Matt Burton? Thunder lost tonight. What did you see from this team? Um, they they didn't quit. That was good. That was good to there see. There you go. Positive spin. That was good Thank to see. Positive spin Madison's here. over here putting a funeral together. They We're all invited. They could have quit. That. I'm sorry. They could have quit multiple times as they got down by multiple 20-point deficits. Um, no, it, it was fine tonight. It just... Norman Powell, 9 for 11. I keep going back to that. Norman Powell went 9 for 11 from the field. Um, Terrence Davis, the rookie from Ole Miss, had 12 points. Like, I mean, they were just getting contributions from everybody tonight, and mm-hmm. I mean, they were just, they were kind of anything they were throwing up was going in. So, it was just one of those nights. At least they fought back, tried, made it interesting. Uh, at least they didn't, you know, just lay down. And thank goodness at that, just because that would have been so disappointing. Because this Thunder team, they haven't done that really at all this season, except for. And we always refer to it on the show. It's probably my fault, so my apologies. But that Indiana game that was closer to the beginning of the season and then that Lakers game that we just all had to witness this past Saturday, that was probably the two times this season I've seen this Thunder team just kind of, eh, you know, just not show up. They didn't really fight back too much. They didn't look terrible, but, you know, it just it wasn't like every other game where it's either been super close and the Thunder just 
fell by a few points. Yeah, disappointing loss, but let's just move on. They still looked okay. Or they do get down, but they make this miraculous comeback, or they keep it super close, and then they win at the last second, or they take it into overtime like they did in Brooklyn. You know, it's just weird things keep happening with this team, but... The fact that they've only had two super bad losses now that we're exactly halfway through the regular season, that's why I think Thunder fans should be a little bit enlightened about what's going on in Oklahoma City. I wouldn't totally give up on them yet. And, uh, I mean, you're you're seeing greatness happen. And Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, Dennis Schroeder being an incredible candidate for the sixth man of the year. I don't know. I, I would just wouldn't give up on this team yet. I definitely would not give up on this team, but that question is going to come up. If I'm not mistaken, we're 24 days away from the NBA tra- trade deadline, something that we were all waiting on when the season got here. Yeah. Like, can we just get to February already, please? <laughs> Feels like What's it's going to happen. I mean, it's just right around the corner now. So now the question remains, Danilo Gallinari, a guy who's been rumored all season, Stephen Adams, a guy who's we've mm-hmm. seen his name come up a few times, Chris Paul, Terrence Ferguson, Shea Gildas-Alexander. Feels like those two guys are going to be here for the foreseeable future. But. But. About 15 games between now and then. My question to you is, how much do the wins and losses between now and the deadline impact who's available? Because you could make the case. Now, Sam Presti is about as forward-thinking as anybody, so I can't imagine he's a prisoner of the moment. But if this team starts to really struggle, and let's say that tonight isn't the anomaly, it's the norm. And they start really losing some of these games that they were winning earlier in the year. And this team gets about 500, maybe below 500, seems, seeming like they're not going to make the playoffs. Does that change the thinking in Oklahoma City where they're maybe a little bit more willing to move on from these guys? Honestly, that is probably the million-dollar question just because... Look at me. <laughs> no, that, that was Nailed really it. good. Yeah, honestly, kudos to you. But... I, I get what you're saying, and it's kind of it's kind of weird because I would say at the beginning of the season, people were anticipating this. They were kind of thinking about it. They were eager to see what would happen and what Sam Presti in the front office would do. Now, probably the past, I don't know, month, maybe a month and a half, closer to two months, I think Thunder fans have really started to settle with this team and kind of they see. They love this team. Yeah, they love it because it's they're fun. Uh, they kind of give everybody a little bit of a heart attack, but then they just like come back and get these awesome wins. The way that they talk about each other in the locker room and that is just like big time. You know, Chris Paul singing everyone's praises. Shagel Alexander, he continues to evolve and look really good. And now the this fan base is so set on this team that I don't know what would happen if that just all of a sudden got erupted out of nowhere because I don't know who the first person would be to go, but you know people are seeing such great things from Danilo Gallinari right now, how he is this fearless shooter that this team so badly needed. They needed a guy who was not afraid to yeah, shoot. Where was the this guy when Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook were oh here? Oh my gosh, this is exactly what the Thunder needed. This is exactly what we talked about all last season with you know, there's there's Russell Westbrook, there's Paul George, but they're not exactly the most reliable three-ball shooter. And now this team has Danilo Gallinari. So, I mean, what happens if he goes? And then guys like Dennis Schroeder, he's a totally different player than he was last season. And I don't know what's going to happen or who's going to go where, but I think Thunder fans, they are very content with where they are right now. Sure. Matt Burton back in studio with us. Dennis Schroeder is a guy who, I had to say I was skeptical of, we'll be putting it lightly. I just didn't know exactly where his NBA career was going, and he has been outstanding this season, especially on the defensive end tonight against Toronto. He came up with a couple big steals late in this one to help try to close that gap. But Dennis Schroeder, 37 minutes, 25 points tonight. If you're trying to put him on the trade block and get something for him, this is the tape you're sending to other GMs of saying, he can do this for you too on your bench. 
But sometimes when you have a player that you're watching every single game of and he plays in the hometown that you live in, your face is a little close to the painting and you're not seeing the entire artwork. Are Thunder fans overvaluing Dennis Schroeder, or do you feel like he's someone that actually may draw interest from contenders on out on the trade market? Oh, I definitely think contenders will be will be interested. I mean, he like we said earlier, he's probably in the lead for six man of the year. Um, and comparatively across the the whole landscape of the NBA, he's not making as much money as as you would think. He's making $15 million a year, which nowadays in the NBA is, is nothing, pretty much. Uh, it's, it's towards the lower end of the, uh, of the contract, the salary per year. Um, and you're getting production for $15 million a year, and he's still got two more years on his contract. Um, well, this year and then next year. So I, I definitely think that a contender would. But as far as letting these guys go, uh, Sam Presti's not letting them go for just anything. Even if the Thunder start losing and kind of fall out of the playoff hunt. I, I don't think that Sam Presti will just let them go just just for something. Um, and even Danilo Gallinari, who's on an expiring deal, uh, they could still sign and trade him in the offseason and try to get more in a and we've ta- we've talked about this a lot in a free agent class this summer that is that he will probably be the best player in the free agent class. So if you could pull off a sign and trade uh, with Danilo Gallinari at, at the end of the season, that would be uh, that would be awesome. I think you get more for him in the sign and trade than you would uh, trading him with one year or on an expiring deal right now. But I def- coming back to Dennis, I do think a contender would be wise to uh, to trade for Dennis. Now his valuation, I just I don't even know what what Dennis Schroeder would go for. To be honest, I mean, Jism, do you have an idea? I, what what were you thinking? What I think you'd be lucky to get. You know, salary cap filler, a first-round pick who didn't work out, you know, and maybe a couple seconds or something along those lines. Uh, the only reason I, I'm really skeptical of the trade market and what value is, again, because we spew, we feel, oh, that's, that guy's a first-round pick. you got to give a first-round pick for that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the easy example is last year, Nikola Mirotic was a guy who, high, I mean, power forward, shoots 42% from the three-point line, plays halfway decent defense. Every team in the league was interested trying to win a title. Two second-round picks. You know, so... Sometimes we, we, we overvalue these players a little bit, and I'm worried that Dennis might be getting to that point. He's a score-first guard, and he's been incredible at it this year, and he's so valuable to Oklahoma City. I'm just not positive other teams see him that way. Yeah. But like I said, if you can get a – I couldn't even come up with an example, but oh, we drafted this guy in the first round two years ago, and he's not working out, but he's really, really talented. You might can get one of those guys for Dennis Schroeder. Maybe a bad first-round pick. Maybe a couple seconds, but yeah, that really might be it. Honestly, the last thing that I personally want to see for this franchise is just <clears throat> excuse me, them giving up someone who is really great right now and has the potential to be even better, has the potential to really take this team places, and I think that's what Dennis is right now because, like I said, he is a totally different player than he was last season and especially two seasons ago. And so I'm just so content with where he is and how he has evolved in Oklahoma City. And so, yeah, I mean, unless that they can get something that is just absolutely astronomical for Oklahoma City, then, I don't know, just leave him alone. Just let him stay here, see what else he can do. Because I think he's playing great basketball, and uh, I think he fits in really well with this team because they have that chemistry, and that's where it all starts, really. Because I'm not trying to, you know, get to the whole mushy stuff with this team, but Aww. I mean, they do though. They talk about it all the time. Chris Paul talks about it, and Shea How has cute. talked about it. They have that chemistry right now. Like, don't obstruct it. 
Shout out Sam Presti. I think Dennis Schroeder is one of those guys that's going to hold a lot more value to Oklahoma City than he holds elsewhere. And yeah. so I just don't think a team is going to come calling with a trade offer that makes it worth it. Now, whatever whatever Sam Presti sees is the value, whatever it is, the level, the bar, if any team in the league called to reach that level, it's gone in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Gone. Yeah, but I just think Oklahoma City values him a little bit more than the rest of the league, so I don't know if they're going to hit that mark. I totally agree. Well, we're this almost done here. Good stuff. Tell you deep stuff. I feel better. I, I feel know. like I vented. I feel like we got a lot out there. Into I the feel radio like we got world. off our chest. Matt has uh, done a great job with around the association. So, for doing such a great job of helping us co-host tonight, Matt, I'll let you have the final thought before we wrap up. Final thought: uh, This team did not give up, uh, which was good. No, I mean. Madison tried to uh, tried to get you to think ill of this Thunder team, and I don't yeah, think that Madison's yeah. a little Madison hellfire being, and brimstone. She's Madison so nice. Was being negative I speak Nancy. nothing but the truth. She is being negative Nancy, but praising Mike Muscala, who missed a free throw. <laughs> um, that would have put the Thunder at one hundred percent from the line tonight. Um, but oh my gosh, they would have lost by eight. Then I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying. Jeez. But how many times do you go twenty for twenty from free throw line as a team? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, Shea Gildas <laughs> Alexander. Twenty here in Oklahoma City. Right, Shea Gildas Alexander. I mean, he's he's going to be Oklahoma City's guy for the next seven years at least, and it is awesome to see him. Just only in his second year, I like. I just I can't believe that it's his second year. Like the way he plays, um, he play, yeah, he plays true. like a savvy veteran already. So uh, to see him in an Oklahoma City uniform for the next seven years at the minimum, uh, I think I think Oklahoma City got a good one, and. I <laughs> Credit to this tweet. I, I I do not know who it was from, but it kind of after his twenty twenty and ten game, uh, he said, "Who did the Clippers get in the Shea Gilgis Alexander trade?" And oh. that's kind of how you feel. Oh, that's kind of how snap. that's kind of how you feel. No, so it was. Uh, no, it's good to see Shea, to see Shea uh, kind of blossom like this. Yay. Absolutely. Madison, your final thought? Uh, my final thought is that this is only the halfway mark of the season. Yeah, this loss, it sucks if you're a Thunder fan, but I think there's so much potential for this team. Yeah, there may be some moving pieces, but don't you know, don't don't worry too much about that right now, Thunder fans, because I like what this team is. I like the way they're playing, and they have two more home games this week. So it's going to be a fun week of Thunder basketball regardless. And, uh, yeah, Muskie's a star. Toronto is a great team. They're a they great They're team. A they won team. the title last year. I know Kawhi Leonard is not on this roster anymore, and there's been some moving pieces. But Pascal Siakam, Marcus Gasol, Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi, don't get it twisted. This is not a, a run-of-the-mill NBA team that they lost to tonight. This is a really good Eastern Conference uh, team with the Toronto Raptors. So nothing to hang your head, up, head about. From what Canada. I will say is there is a little bit of a trend here with Oklahoma City loving to fall behind by huge margins and try to win yeah, in a glorious fashion. That needs to come to that a screeching halt. Stop. All right, this is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show live from the Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel, right here on Sheridan Avenue, Caddy Corner, to the Chesapeake Energy Arena, just a little bit north of the ice skating rink. So come by here before or after any Thunder home game, as we are here hanging out in Booth One A, as Dave Garrett calls it, enjoying our food and our cocktails. So trust us when we tell you it is worth coming to an awesome restaurant with awesome wait staff. And incredible managers. To Matt Burton back in the studio, I appreciate you as always. To Madison Morris out here on location with me. With me, thank you for filling in for Aaron Davis who was on vacation. But until Friday night, this has been the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.